the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Casey and we are um, just going to be talking today about the sex industry and specifically the perspective of sex workers versus survivors of human trafficking, kind of the difference between the two um, and, you know, what people who are maybe involved in that kind of experience, either the, in what they would call sex work or what they would call exploitation, human trafficking, what what they need, what they are experiencing, what they're feeling, and an authentic conversation with Casey. And I'll let you, uh, Casey is near and dear to my heart, by the way. I uh, absolutely love her. And um, I'll just let you, Casey, talk a little bit about why, you know, why are you passionate about having this discussion? And, you know, and we'll dig into each of the perspectives as we go. But why is this an important topic for you? Raise awareness for people to understand that it's not a way. It's it just a, the way it basically raise awareness and just to allow people to understand where there is a difference between a survivor and somebody that has been survived and also doing sex work to survive. Got you. So someone who is trafficked, but then maybe later, initially they're trafficked, but then later become a voluntary um, person who's being sold, maybe identifies as a sex worker or as an escort or something like that. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about um, how would you identify yourself today? Um, sex worker, but a survival sex worker. Survival sex worker. Got you. And have you ever identified as somebody who was trafficked? Yes. How would you explain the difference to the listening audience? Uh, what would you say is the difference between the two? The difference between them two is like, okay, take for instance, my, 
my my story backstory. I was forced into human trafficking years years ago when I just graduated high school. It took me three years while being trafficked for a light bulb to go off. And really, what am I really doing with these these traffickers? And coming out of it, and then just saying, "All right, well, I can let me. I already know what I know. I can just let me see what I can do on my own," and became my own renegade, as they call it. Mm-hmm. So independent sex worker. When you made that switch over to doing sex work for yourself and not necessarily for a manager or an exploiter or a, a pimp, um, did you feel more empowered? I w- it was more empowering. It was nerve wracking at the, the first time I did it on my own because I got you so accustomed to somebody being always there, but then. I relied on my intuition a lot. And yeah, I really relied on my intuition. And when you say that, you mean um, to keep you safe or to tell you where to be? Yeah. Yeah, to keep me safe. Yeah, because when you have an exploiter or a pimp or a manager, whatever you want to call it, uh, isn't it the case that you would, um, they would promise that they would protect you? Yes. And what is your experience that that is that protection actually happened? Um, for the most part, I would say yes, but then I didn't like the fact that they said they were they were never going to hurt you, and then turn around and slap me up, and the light bulb went off my head. <laughs> so the the protection that they promised to provide to you would also come with violence that you would have to experience from time to time. Correct. And so maybe um, if you feel comfortable, um, do you, you know, what, what do you think contributed to you getting started in, you know, like what happened when you were trafficked? Um, what, what, what got you started in that? Were you coerced? Were you forced? How did that happen? I was coerced. Um, I was coerced in a way that I was made to believe that I was uh, the guy. The guy that that guy had that introduced me to this. Um, I guess he was really a low life, and he uh, basically told me, "You sold me a dream," and I believed it. I was young, young and naive and gullible, so I believed. Mm. What was being said to me, so I was like, "Okay, well, I, if you really love me, then I can go do that." It wasn't love. That was not love. That's not love at all. Yeah. So it tricked you with the promise of love. Yes. When you graduated from high school. Yes. And then you were in there for a couple of years. Yes. Um. And just for the listening audience, I think this is helpful to know that you had exploiters that were men and were women, right? Correct. I had, I would say I had three, three pimps, three female, or three male pimps, and then one, one female madam. And did you find that they were all equally violent? And um, the, the only one that wasn't uh, violent was the female madam. Okay, so she wasn't violent, physically violent. No, she wasn't. She wasn't even violent at all. She was. She understood us. She gave us uh, whatever we made. She gave us half, 
and that was that we were okay with that um but she was never violent with us she made sure that we were always safe so what was your reason for leaving her um well she ended up quitting on us and uh broke had had broke something at first and then i went to go make money to get it to go get it fixed and then the the girls that that she had didn't i guess they didn't like me and they decided to set me up with one of their old pimps and had me get kidnapped by them so sometimes when you're out there it's not just the exploiter that's uh plotting against you or creating violence or harm towards you but it's also the people that you're that are in your crew yeah and that's the that's the challenge it's pretty dangerous it sounds like huh pretty dangerous yes so um so i think you know just for those who are listening i we wanted to um i was talking with casey um about a week ago and she shared with me that she wanted to share this story with you so you'd better understand because sometimes these, um, you know, the, the, the narratives that we're seeing maybe in the movies or um, that we're seeing in newspapers. What was it, Casey? Social media. How TikTok, yeah. how TikTok well, is making it seem so easy to get into, which is. It's, it's making it a gateway, and I don't think that's right. Yeah. And I think this is interesting because you have these conflicting feelings about, you know, on one hand, your, you know, survival sex work is what's keeping you alive. On another hand, you have these strong feelings about the promotion of this industry and the impact of children and so on. And so uh, I appreciate you being so transparent and um, lending your story and your voice to everyone who's listening so that we can learn a little bit more. And um, thank you for letting me ask you these hard questions. Thank you for inviting me in to do that. Um, and uh, if, any, if anything feels uncomfortable, of course, you know that you can always say no. I don't want to answer that. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, And uh, we're going to be right back with Casey. Again, we're exploring the differences between sex work and human trafficking and um, how it feels to maybe have been someone who was on both sides. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to DoveTeachings.org to see great Dove Teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at DoveTeachings.org. 
That's D-O-V-E-Teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Casey, and we are just talking about what is the difference between sex work and exploitation and uh, human trafficking, aka human trafficking. What is the difference between the two? And we um, just heard from Casey about kind of the the experience of first experiencing human trafficking by being coerced and then moving into survival sex work from there. Um, tell me a little bit, Casey, about um, sex work and uh, how that, you know, said you said you knew how it worked. And so you decided maybe I can do this as a renegade. Tell me, tell me what that involves or what that, that what kind of courage that took. And, and also has it been a safe thing for you? <laughs> Last question. I can answer that one. But uh, I would say it was, it, 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 becoming into a renegade, it was, it, it, it was different. But I ended up um, talking to like people I under like that I knew personally that like hey you know that I can trust and be like hey look can you come out with me I want to go I want to go walk I want to go walk on the track and see what I can come up with I don't mind sharing something with you or kicking you down something but just I need you to just keep an eye out so I ended up doing that for a couple months and it was okay um, until I decided until I was told about websites which made me feel more safer um i was on the and then i ended up going on websites which was easy which was a lot easier to deal with than walking on the walking on the track so you would kind of buddy up with somebody to walk the track but then you moved over to uh online after a while and you're yeah. familiar with sesta fosta what are your thoughts on uh that that uh, legislation that was passed at the federal level, which basically holds um, digital companies that host some of those online sites accountable for having sites where people can be trafficked. What do you think about that? Now, as a, for an individual like me that's doing it to survive, I think that it's it it it, it is our First Amendment right. You know, or Fourth Amendment, whatever they amendment <laughs> uh, But uh, but for the for trafficking, it's I feel like it it, sh- it should be in place because there are some you take you can take down so you can take down so many um so many uh, traffickers, but then more pop up. So it's it's going to be this never ending cycle. Yeah, until it's all completely gone. And what do you think about, you know, I mean, you're, you're a creative person, you're an artistic person, I know that you to be that. And I mean, when you think about the difference between somebody who's doing this for survival versus somebody who's being forced, is there a way to, you know, verify these things? What do you think should be done? I think it should be decriminalized for, it shouldn't be legal because I already know once it becomes legal, it's going to be 
more of a, a, a more of a headache. And I feel like that, like for people that do it on their own, and it should be it should be decriminalized and more because there, there is there is one time a couple of years ago where I got uh, assaulted. I told the cops, and the cops didn't do anything. They just looked at me like, oh, or whatever. My mm-hmm. name. I, I didn't ask for that to happen. So, but just because I'm a sex worker doesn't mean I didn't ask for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I also get robbed. So, can I ask you? Do you think that if it was legalized, whether the cops would behave any differently? I don't think so. So, what what would it really change to legalize it? It would. It would make it a lot harder for new people to come in because of all the red tape. The red tape, they've got to jump through like Vegas does. You have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops just to become a sex worker in in Nevada or certain places. So you're feeling like it would regulate some of it and make it a little harder and make it to where you would have to have more medical checks and things like that that they have in Vegas. But yeah. let me ask you this question. Do you think that there's still the illegal sex trade happening on top of the legalized trade yeah. in Vegas? Yeah. So why, you know, I I think that's my my issue with legalization is that it never really removes the black market, you know, the illegal market. The legal market continues on on top of the legalized market. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I see what you're saying about the medical um, treatment part that, you know, people and the regulation. I see what you mean by that, for sure. And so when you think about an ideal scenario, you think it would be best to have a legalized industry where that was more regulated. Yes, for the girls that want to keep, because I mean, all right, so, you know, there are some people that I, I have talked to like a bunch of different providers uh, around around the world, and um, some of them which have mental disa- mental disabilities or disabilities. What makes it what makes it harder for them to work, and so they turn to they have turned to sex work mm-hmm. to pay bills and to be able to survive as well. Mm-hmm. So there's those, those kind of those those kind of people that need need sex work in order to survive yeah i i you know that's i'm so glad you brought this up is that um the reason why people are doing this work is it because they enjoy the workers because they have a vulnerability or a necessity you think i would say it's a mixture of all, all all of them so you think it's because they enjoy it as well yeah and so just speaking a little bit on that, because I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, I've talked to uh, several people in the industry and, you know, they've told me, yeah, I enjoy sex. Um, and, um, and so it's an enjoyable job, but they've also shared with me that there are some people that, uh, they would choose not to be with, uh, people that have been undesirable or, you know, didn't smell right, different things like that, right? I'm just keeping it, you know, I hope I don't, this, I know you're laughing, because, but it's like, I've heard this, right, from people. And so um, if you if you think about something like that, um, is, is that 
true or is it is it that no you enjoy it the entire time or is it just like this experience wasn't the best but it's not that bad I brutally honest don't like having random sex anymore with these with my clients anymore mm-hmm. I just I'm really doing it I do it I do there's some of them I do enjoy talking to all right we we have regular conversations um because I, I would consider myself a GFE provider, which I just provide conversations. And if things go down, things go down. But other than that, it's about, I just like having conversations with them and seeing how they are. And, but um, to have sex with random, you know, I really prefer not to, but it happens. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy yeah. it. I disassociate myself when it comes to that. So I can't, I can't tell you exactly what goes on or remember exactly what goes on in those sessions, but I just associate myself so well that I don't remember. Mm. Yeah. So that I think is my concern and has been my concern because I, I don't see how to me, like when I talk to people uh, such as yourself and they tell me that I always feel like, man, I really want you to be present, you know, fully present. And bring all of you into whatever career you're working at, you know, so uh, that that disturbs me when I hear that people are um, like having to check out of themselves in order to um, to do something because it it indicates to me that um, you don't feel safe or you don't feel comfortable. Uh, Is that fair? That's fair, yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the sex industry, sex work versus human trafficking and and what you suggest should be, um, you know, how we how we strike a balance. Right. So you said legalization. You gave a couple of suggestions. Um, I'd like to dig a little bit more in on human trafficking and see what you think. How can we combat human trafficking? while also um, allowing people who are engaging in survival sex work to do um, what they need to be safe and survive, right? So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. 
Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Casey, and we're just talking about the difference between sex work and human trafficking. Um, Casey wanted to talk to me about this on air and provide people some insight on this. I wanted to talk a little bit about recently you had a run in with law enforcement and, um, and you, uh, you were, were you arrested? Were you cited? What happened? Um, they arrested me and then cited me and then told me to be on my way. So dealing with that, (laughs) um, not funny, but I'm laughing at myself because I know, I knew, I knew better before going in there. I knew. I didn't know, but I didn't listen to my intuition. My instinct was telling me not to go when I still went. And I'm dealing with that and at the end, towards the end of this month. And it's nerve wracking to be honest, because this is, I've been doing sex work since 2006. Minus, I would say minus four, four and a half years. Minus, mm-hmm. yeah, minus four and a half years. And then... I've never had anything bad happen to me in the years that I have been doing it. But in the last, last few years, I've had, I can say, I can check off everything that has bad happened. has happened. So my luck ran out. Mm-hmm. So you've experienced an assault. You've not received the help that you needed from the police after that assault. And now you've been arrested. Yes. They did more than the assault. I know they did more than just assaulted me. They robbed me. They assaulted me. And my body remembers exactly what happened. And let's just say it. They did more than just assaulted me. They they also did the R word. Yeah. Did you get any services after that happened? Um, Counseling? no, no, not not recent. No, not afterwards. But I, I right now I do have a good therapist. She's very wonderful. She, her, and I have been working on healing all my all my trauma from childhood to even human trafficking. Um, which made me like this year I've decided I want to walk away from sex work for good. I want to retire, but I don't want to retire without anything. And, some kind of at least some cushion for myself so I feel like I'm still stuck but yeah and if you Uh, were going to retire how would you provide for yourself would you have to look for a job and what kind of job do you think you would like um customer service something Something on the lines where, because I know I've been doing this for so long. I mean, it's customer service, accounting, um, good, uh, good management. Um, I would be considered I would, a good manager. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I manage, uh, I manage clients and maintain relationships with them. And so, yeah, I've talked like I like I said I've had, I talked to a lot of different providers and we all help we all help each other out in a way that like we support each other so if we need help in an area and when we're doing sex work to to verify these people 
would just put up there and be like, hey, look, can let me verify this person or can you run run their name, run their phone number? Yeah. Well, this is this is really helpful, I think, for people to hear. Number one is you recognize, which I think is remarkable, Casey, that you recognize that you have skills that are being utilized and developed in the sex industry. You're a collaborator. You're a manager. You are a you provides customer service and people might be listening and maybe they're even chuckling a little snide chuckle. But I really I want people to really hear this is that I believe this wholeheartedly that survivors of human trafficking have a lot of portable skills and sex workers have a lot of portable skills that um, that can be utilized in, uh, you know, in various industries and um, and. My my desire and why I do IT biz is to get people to develop those skills to do something else that is more fulfilling to them. Um, and then certainly if, you know, if they feel like what they're doing with sex work is fulfilling, then I get out of their way. But if um, if they want to do something else, I want to be uh, the organization that helps them achieve that goal. And so. um you started in IT biz, I think, a couple of years back, but didn't finish. And uh, what was your reason for that? Keeping up with the school, uh, keeping up with the, the online work and then work and then my my mini me. Um, <laughs> she, mm-hmm. And then having to move, move from uh, at the time when I was going there, going there I was at I was in a shelter, so it was hard to, I had to keep their schedule, keep my schedule, and it was conflicting, and I ended up moving out, and then working, it was at the time, Amazon, I, like, started, I think, 12 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and then having to sleep the majority of the day, and then having to get, make sure I have sleep, just to make sure that I can work. Yeah. It was stressful. Yeah. So I wanted to, the listening audience to hear that as well, because I think it's so important to know all these barriers that people have to overcome to even be able to get to class online for 10 hours a week, which is not a lot of time, but it's enough time. It's, it's hard when you're a single parent, when you're working a graveyard shift, you know, when you are overcoming trauma you know you have different things trying to keep everything organized and snapped together and you're transitioning you were going from being in a shelter to being in you know a different kind of housing and um yeah there was just yeah so many different things and so uh, it just was a bad time for you right and so we've talked about maybe you starting back again but you know it's obviously all in good timing um, for you when, when, when it feels right. But it's just, it's just very, um, I think it's important for people to hear. It's not as easy as it sounds, you know, just come on, Casey, what, why can't you, why can't you just make this happen? What's wrong? You know, we we gave you some training, you know, no, it doesn't work like that. Right. No. I want to just touch on and maybe maybe we'll take a break because this one's going to take a little bit longer to develop. But I also want to touch on your perspective about um, how this industry um, impacts children. And so um, want to, you know, we just everyone's all, you know, 
talking a bunch about Sound of Freedom. I don't know if you went to go see it, but uh, it's about international trafficking of children. And um, I'd love to hear what your take is on that. And also on the perspectives of, um, you know, what, you know, I I saw an amazing documentary from um, Exodus Cry called Buying Her. And it's all about the the way that buyers perceive um, people that they're purchasing and wondering what you think about their mindset. I'd like to get your take on that as well. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are, again, having a very intimate and real conversation with Casey about the differences between sex work and uh, sex trafficking. And I wanted to first get your take, Casey. What are your thoughts on commercially sexually exploited children, C-SEC? Do you think that children can consent to selling sex? No. I don't I have since I have my mini me, I am making sure that they go down a road and making sure they are in a um an, a whole bunch of extracurricular activities outside of school. So I don't think a kid should be able to be be at nine years old, eight, nine years old to sell themselves because their brain is not developed yet. So they don't develop until they're 20. Their brains don't develop until they're 25, completely 25. Mm-hmm. So for for my, let, let's say for my mini me, I would be like, okay, well, he, I would be totally upset with, with it. No, I would, I would, I would lose myself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not something you would want for your your child. No, I don't want that for my child. So, so how do you think we can keep? Um, you know, let's just go back to your discussion about the legalization of sex work, or you know, I know you. I think you said you you support decrim. So, the, so just for the listening audience, so the difference between decriminalization 
and legalization is decrim is like everything is legal. The buying sex, selling sex, exploiter. Um, well, obviously not exploiters because that would be human trap. Like forcing people is not going to be legal under decriminalization. But decrim means buyers and sex sellers and sex buyers. That's all going to be uh, legalized. And it will be pretty hard to find out whether somebody is being forced or not forced in that format of decriminalization. Um, and then there's legalization, which is like a red light district. It's like having a specific place in town or a specific, you know, license that you could go get that says that certain specific people can sell sex legally. Those are two different things. So I think you were saying that you're more of a proponent of legalization. And did I get that right? I would prefer de- decriminalization, but also legalization. In, oh, in so both. you're it's you both, think that it should be both? Okay. I think it should be both, honestly, because like we, they, like me, is my first time being arrested for this. It's like, wait, they were more worried about uh, seeing if I was with. So I had a trafficker, and at the time, I didn't know I, I could have just kept my mouth shut. They just would have wrote me a citation. I could have been on my way. But I literally was like, no, I don't work with anyone. I'm independent. But they just kept on pushing that issue, and, well, we got to make sure. You don't have to make sure of nothing. I don't have no one. <laughs> but do you think that that's a good question for them to ask? Thinking of it from a tra- like a trafficked victims standpoint, uh, yes, but I feel like they should have just been like, okay, you know, well, we don't. Ho- hopefully, we don't see you again. But you know, I've got this charge, and it's 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 nerve wracking to think that I might have this prostitution charge, and mm-hmm. it's- a lot harder for me to actually go get a regular job now if it just it goes through. Yeah. So so tell me how do you I can hear that this is frustrating. What if there was something like the equality model, which um made it legal for the selling of sex, but the the buying of sex was a felony. What are your thoughts on that? Oof. That would make it harder for us too. Better, mm-hmm. I mean, I just I only do this just to make ends meet. Or I'm actually, to be honest, I'm actually on the I'm quitting, so it it would be harder for them to reach reach us to because they'd be more scared. But then who who they don't know who's going to be behind that that door or that text message. Where that 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 phone number you're contacting, you might contact the real you might contact the real real provider. You might contact a scammer. There's uh or an, somebody that's in the sting operation. So there's mm-hmm. that. It would make it a lot harder, I would say. Because because it would it would um make the buyers more scared, right? To to set up dates because they could get a felony charge. Correct. Yeah, but you wouldn't have you wouldn't be you wouldn't be arrested in that scenario. Equality model doesn't arrest the survivors or the sex workers. It only arrests the buyers. So it would definitely impact your business. Most definitely. And so what do you think about the buyers? 
Um, <laughs> there are, there are, there are some that are very respectful, and then you have the pushovers, and then you have the lobbyists that post everything that they've done with on the lobbyist board. Uh, and I'm sorry, the, can you repeat? So we're gonna pause for a second so that they can cut back in because I didn't hear that. It was it was blurry. You said start us off with what you said. Um, you have the start us off with that. You have you have the respectful ones that are easy peasy and that that most of us providers really like because we like the ones that are don't give us a headache. Oh, here's the envelope. Here's this, and this is why uh, once they get they book the appointment, they put, put, have them everything ready that the, that you're asking. They, there's no issues. Booking is becomes easy. And they you they fill out all the require your booking requirements and then you have the ones that like to fight, uh the pushovers, well I want this and I want that. Well you don't talk about certain things on through text message or a phone. So uh it's like they the ones that push that push my boundaries I ignore because that means they're going to be not gonna be respectful towards me and I'd rather have respectful than uh, then, then, then I'd rather have respectful than disrespectful clients. Yeah. And then, do you, um, do you feel like, do you understand why they're doing what they're doing? Why they're wanting to buy sex? What do you think's driving them to do that? Let me just think with their, their, their area, and that's it. <laughs> what was that? I said men just think with uh with men just think with oh. their their second brain. Ah, okay. So, but it, do you think that there are like I I read an article of a guy who was a buyer in San Francisco and he was just very forthcoming and he said I have a um a deformity and I I'm very self conscious about being like with just like that any woman would want to be with me. So I've chosen to be with sex workers because I know that it, they're not going to say anything or put me down or be disgusted by me. What do you think about that? I, I believe that they are going to be, you have no guys that are, are like that, that are scared. And I've actually had one that was, he was uh, in a wheelchair, but he didn't, he couldn't get, couldn't do anything but he just wanted to conversate but felt very insecure about himself and he would always talk about his insecurities and that's all we ever did was talk and so that was easy for me but yeah. other than that it's, there are the ones that um the respectful ones is uh there you know there's some that there are men that are out there that are i think i would say majority of my my clientele were married or had a girlfriend but none of them are really, none of them are really single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, you know, it's not that they don't have a, a partner of sorts, but they're looking for just sex, sexual, a sexual encounter. Maybe that's um, more than what they're getting or different than what they're getting in their current relationship. Yeah. Correct. Um, so you, um, when you think about getting out, and this is my last question before we need to go to break. Um, when you think about, 
you know, the survivor's predicament, if there was alternatives that were offered to you, you know, when you were engaged with the police that last time, you know, where they said, hey, we have housing for you. We have we have a job developer that will help you get a job or we have this or that. Do you think you would accept that as an alternative? Um, yeah, I literally when after they put me in my in the handcuffs, I was I was in tears, and I literally was like, I just I was kind of like in a in a point at that moment. I was like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I don't. I can't have this happen. I don't want to go to jail for this right now. I can't afford it. Um, but if they were to offer me some type of uh, some type of help of like, hey, well. We see that you're 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 trying to do better. You're trying to provide, and how about here's some type of help? We can we can help you get back up on your feet, and here's a here's some resources for you instead of just like throwing me a citation and making going to make my life a little harder. Yeah, exactly. Mm, all right, we'll be right back, and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, we again have been in discussion with Casey and um, just uh, want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us so candidly. Is there anything you'd like to say before we share a few announcements about things that are going on here with Love Never Fails? I'm on the verge of quitting and with this case that's coming up at the end of this month, it was an eye opener. So I've been doing this for I want to say thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, fourteen years. Just trying to get away from the lifestyle because I have my mini me and she doesn't need to know that it doesn't need to be introduced to it neither nor to be around it. She was never around, but um but I don't feel like she I should be doing it any longer as we Gotten the, the right now since the economy the way it is, it's 
everything is slowing down, so it's time to look for other way, other alternatives. Well, thank you again. Um, of course, uh, my my love uh, goes out to you always, and um, I you know I believe in you. I support you, and um, yeah, I'll be right there along the way with whatever you decide. So anyway, thank you. So. Thank you for being here. All right. Well, we have some um, things that we want to just remind you of as you're listening in. Uh, we have a couple of events coming up. One is our our Freedom Walk, um, which is happening in Oakland on the 23rd of September from, I believe it's from 1030 to 2 o'clock. And it's uh, starting at Fremont High in, yep. 1032 starting at Fremont High. The cost is $25 for a um, ticket. And that is actually for a t-shirt. And then um, it's family friendly. And please do come out and walk with us. When we did this years ago, uh, for the first time, we had at least 500 people out there with us. And so we'd like to keep going with that and welcome you to join us. Um, also, we have our aunt first annual golf tournament 10 to 4 30 p.m on october 23rd uh, from 10 to 4 30 p.m um, uh, at crow canyon country club and that is uh, an event that has sponsorships it's got a lot of different um, options available so um, please uh, go on to love never fails us dot com forward slash events for both of those events the freedom walk and the golf tournament and learn more about how you can get involved um hopefully you were able to join us at the activate outreach conference there is a ton of outreach that's going to fall out from that and we want to invite you to be a part and various we're going to be doing some the realities of human trafficking tours uh, we are going to be doing, we're doing outreach at least twice a day, I mean, sorry, twice a week in Oakland um, because the problem has increased, uh, human trafficking has increased so much in the city, I mean, in Oakland and specifically. Um, and so we welcome you to uh, join us and you can find out more by go- calling or emailing Valerie Brown and her email is Valerie. B-A-L-E-R-I-E at com. I think that is all I have. Please don't forget to follow us on all of the social media sites to know what's going on with the community and with us. And um, certainly if you have things to donate or um, you'd like to uh, enroll in our IT biz classes, um, you can stop by the Community Engagement Center in Hayward, which is at 22580 Grand Street. Cross Street is A Street, and we're open from 12 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. You can come and donate clothing. You can come and pick up clothing. You can be in our boutique. You can get toiletries, or you can donate clothes. Um, You can come and get your resume done. Um, Depending on what you need or what you want to give, that's a perfect place to do it. All right. Well, if you haven't heard it before, or if you need to hear it again, always remember that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. 
This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.